It's February 22nd, 2024, and on today's episode of Comic Talk, we'll be talking about all the comics that came out this week, like Wonder Woman 6 and Batman Superman World's Finest 24 from DC Comics, Ultimate Spider-Man 2 from Marvel Comics, The Holy Roller 4 from Image Comics, and a whole bunch more. I'm your host, Dimitra Pereira, with today's guests, Drew Maxi, aka Drew Deficit, and Ethan, aka Virgo Blade. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe, because here's your weekly comic book recap. And we are live with another episode of Comic Talk. It's that show brought to you by The Key, where we talk about this week's new comic book releases. For those of you who don't know, new DC Comics come out on Tuesdays. New Marvel and Indie Comics come out on Wednesdays. And we are here on a Thursday, February 22nd, 2024, to talk about everything that came out this week. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira. And if you could see us live, you could see exactly who our guests are. And that means you're watching us on twitch.tv slash the Keeg Show or youtube.com slash the Keeg Show, whichever one, you know, uh, 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 revs your engines. Uh, or maybe you're listening to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, yeah, I'm Dimitri Pereira. And I already said that. Let me introduce my guests for today, both of which were duoed up about a month ago. When we, when we, uh, on, on their last episode of Comic Talk. Um, so I don't know how the dice is rolling these days, but it seems these are the, or this is the orbit for everybody. We got Drew Maxi, aka Drew Deficit. You can find him at Drew X Deficit, but the X is silent, just like the H in my name. Drew, what's up? Bang, bang. I'm doing like a, like a Mick Foley thing. Um, I'm not, I, I barely know wrestling. I've talked about it before. I'm barely yeah. Cact- Cactus Jack. Bang, bang. Um, mm. I don't know why I did that, but I just felt like, I felt like we needed a little pizzazz in uh, <laughs> in the intros today. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, everybody should come in with a catchphrase. Yours is <laughs> bang, bang. Yeah, yeah, for now. Yeah, until, for I, now. until I rework it. Uh, you mentioned, I don't want to, I don't want to get us too off topic right from mm-hmm. the beginning, but you mentioned DC Comics come out on Tuesday. That's almost about to not be a thing anymore. Oh, is DC Comics moving back to Wednesdays? They, they announced today that they will be going back to Wednesdays sometime in the future. Okay. Which mm. is, it doesn't, aff- okay, the only way that affects me is reading books for today. Like the show that we do on Thursdays. Because I read my DC on my Tuesdays. I read everything else on my Wednesdays. And then I can pop in here and, and talk about everything. Um... Uh, I'll, I'll pose this question to both of you guys when I in- finish introducing. We also got Ethan, a.k.a. Virgo Blade. Ethan, what's up, man? What up, what up? Uh, I feel like I have to have a catchphrase, too. So uh, here's looking at you, squid. That doesn't oh. make sense, but I thought it was fun. It's yeah. cool. Like, like, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's like you're an, you're an Atlantean trying to recreate, recreate, or like, landlubber movies. <laughs> That was actually was, um, the working title of Watchmen. <laughs> I was actually going to say that that was a, a Watchmen reference because of the falling squid specifically. I, ah. I just rewatched the HBO series and it's my favorite series of all time. So squids have been on my brain. Dimitri, if in the future mm-hmm. you ever want to do one of your like your 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 like uh, geek talk shows about the HBO Watchmen. I think this I, lineup. 
I think I did one back when it came out, but yeah. Well, dude, if again, you ever wanted to, if you wanted to ever wanted to do a better one, a do a retrospective. Yeah. <laughs> um, I liked I liked the HBO Watchmen show. I liked it a lot. It's my favorite TV series of all time. It's to me, it's that good. Like, I'm not gonna go on a whole rant about it, but I could in terms of how it like deals with the Black diaspora, generational trauma. There's just a lot of like really deep context in there. Um, I could go on for days. I remember watching it and loving it. And I remember key parts of it. I could rewatch it again because I haven't thought about it since. I could rewatch it again almost completely fresh. I mean, I know some big twists, but I'm sure there are big twists that I forget. I'll, I'll tell you what, though, uh, knowing those twists and then watching it from the beginning does enhance the experience. Mm. I it does. Yeah, 100%. I can see that. I can see that. It does. I've yeah. I've when I teach Watchmen, um, I always like when we're done with it, I always watch a couple episodes of the show with my classes, mm -hmm. and so I've seen like the first episode mm -hmm. a bunch. And I've seen um, the sixth episode a bunch. So like uh, knowing the stuff that is revealed in the show always makes that first episode like a really interesting experience for me. Mm -hmm. Just because there's, there's so much that it's like hinting at that you don't realize are hints. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I guess if the question is who re-watches the Watchmen. Um, <laughs> it's, it's you guys. Yes. The age-old question. 1,000%. The, I, I have, I've, the I've had... The extraordinary being is... What did you guys say? I was going to say, I have, uh, uh, I have that TikTok series, uh, that playlist called Drew Watches the Watchmen, where I just break down what makes Watchmen <laughs> interesting. So, mm. I'm on board. I've check that out um uh shout out to modern merlin out there on our twitch chat uh shout out to anyone you know who's out there on a twitch chat let us know you're out there uh modern merlin let us know i guess if you want us to say a sentence of your choosing these are these are like credits from like years ago from like other shows that we did but they're still in the system um I guess we have to say anything that Modern Merlin says we have to say. Because Modern Merlin, mm. uh, you know, used up 1,500 credits. Um, oh, say He's got that. the magic. Um, okay, I'll say this one. And I'll say this one to uh, uh, to Ethan. Um, being Virgo just makes you better than everybody else. You know, I don't like to say it. But if that's what people, you know, want to say themselves... I will not disagree with them. Good. I hope modern. <laughs> I hope modern Merlin is happy. Um, I said that. All right. So um, thank you, Merlin. Let Let's get Let's get to the uh, Let's get to the nitty gritty. All right. Um, 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 the cream and the corn. Uh, all the books that came out this week. There's a lot of books. Was it right? There was a lot of books. This was, that came out this this was week? a huge week. Yeah. Like. Also, huge iconic week, especially for DC, because their Trinity all had books plus Nightwing plus Batman, Superman, World's Finest. Like, is, and, this and, the yeah, week that, is this the week the iconic week of DC? Worlds that that World's Basically. Finest issue in particular, I mean, did a lot for 
the DC. It did a lot with the DC brand, I should say. Mm. Yeah. So. yeah, definitely. Um, and then Marvel, uh, Marvel also had, I mean, Marvel had some, some really good stuff too. I don't know what's if with their heavy hitters necessarily, but uh, DC definitely had a heavy hitting um, week this week. Uh, what did you guys read? Ethan, go ahead. Cool. Um, let's see. I did Nightwing, World's Finest, Superman, Wonder Woman, and Daredevil. So okay. it was a pretty good week. Um, enjoyed enjoyed the the major. I I found something good in just about everything that. I read so I'm I'm very ha- happy about that. And even your reading habits, are you normally just like you will buy only what you know for sure you will like or do you take risks um, when you buy? Okay, so pre new 52 was a different me. <laughs> um I would buy every single DC comic book. It didn't matter what it was. I like read all of Countdown. People might not remember that, but after the 52 weekly series, like there was Countdown and it it wasn't as strong as the previous one, but it's just like, I didn't care. I bought Gotham Underground, anything I I could get my hands on with DC, I purchased. Yeah. Nowadays, uh, post New 52, things have particular about the books that I pick up. So to my credit, I have opened myself up to more things than I did in the past because, you know, during the new 52 era, I was pretty much only reading uh, Scott Snyder um, uh, Batman run. Mm -hmm. And then like afterwards, like I started opening myself up, like really like post rebirth. But nowadays, like I, I am more particular, but not as bad as I used to be. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, it's, it's like when people like people's viewing habits for movies, like some people just watch movies they will like. So then the reviews mm-hmm. tend to be good, but they're it's because they're not re- watching the movies that they dislike, which makes sense, you know? Yeah. Um, but I mean, this yeah. week, no matter what your yeah, taste yeah, precisely. is, and, yeah. like this week's just a strong week in general. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think um, during the new 52 era, um, by the way, Greg Capullo's art on that Batman run is still like top tier. Um, but yeah, like I'll even go to writers who or artists who aren't necessarily my personal preference because I'm also an open-minded person that likes to give like people a shot. And even if I don't like something, I always try to find something that I do enjoy about it because I'm not to enjoy them. I'm not that type of fanboy that's just like, oh, let me like hate on everything. I'm like, no, like if like the arts, like there's usually something good in a, in any story if you really just take the time to like look deeper into it. Yeah, definitely. Um, mm-hmm. Drew, uh, I, I want to go over your reading list too. Um, but Ethan, real quick, your internet connection might be a little bit off, just just so you know. It, right now, it's not like too big of a deal, but hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully it stays around there or gets better. Uh, as okay. Worse, there was but... that 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 AT and blackout that I feel like my internet still kind of like. I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I I couldn't post this morning, and then like my Wi Fi has been off and on, so I apologize if it's all right. It's like weird. Okay. I have Spectrum, and I mean I wouldn't recommend Spectrum, but I wouldn't not recommend Spectrum. They're fine. Okay. They're okay. here. Lukewarm. 
Yeah. <laughs> I have Spectrum for my internet and T-Mobile for my phone. And that's, it is what it is. I don't know. Okay. Could I save money? I don't know. By moving oh. to one or the other? Eh, you know, we'll see. Uh, Drew seems to have disappeared and that's okay. You know, everybody is given the right. Um, I'm, you, I'm, I'm, I'm back. You're back. Do you, do you want to go through your, your list of the week? Yes, I do. Uh, for my microphone started giving me trouble. So, uh, is, I mean, I'm assuming you can hear me cause you said you answered me when yeah. I came back, but, uh, so that's where I went. Um, all right. So I will tell you what I read, uh, in, uh, uh, publisher and uh alphabetical order okay why not yeah so i went with uh i read uh batman um i read mm -hmm. green lantern war journal okay number six number six mm -hmm. i read nightwing number 111 mm -hmm. um i read superman 11 i read mm -hmm. wonder woman 6 i read uh world's finest number 24 uh i read john constantine hellblazer dead in america number two from the black label uh sandman universe imprint uh-huh uh from marvel i read ultimate spider-man 2 uh and from image comics i read the holy roller number four yeah i read the six fingers number one and then from Dynamite Comics, I read uh, James Bond number two. Okay, that is a that is a healthy list. Yeah, and I have five more that I haven't <laughs> read yet. Uh, it was a big week. Yeah, no, it was. Um, what I also like is like we have a lot of overlap between the three of us because I'll, I'll read out my list in in a second. We have a big overlap, um, which also means that we have to try our damnedest to stay on topic <laughs> so we got we got there it's a busy week and i want to i want to get through everything especially the stuff that we overlapped on because i think that like we'll all have like either similar opinions or different opinions or whatever and i want to hear it um all right this is this is what i read um <clears throat> superman 11 wonder woman 6 nightwing 111 batman superman world's finest 24 daredevil 6 James Bond, I could not finish. I started, I couldn't. But what I did finish and really loved was the Holy Roller 4, which, Drew, you might have gotten me into this through your, you talking about it on Comic Talk. Um, so I'm up to date with Holy Roller. Uh, Batman 144, Ultimate Spider-Man 2, uh, X-Force 49, Rise of the Powers of X2, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Annual 1, or annual for this year whatever you want to call it justice league versus godzilla versus kong number five cobra commander two spider boy four edge of spider verse one predator last hunt one i did read but i couldn't really get through just kind of like the james bond one alien red white or red black and black bl white red, red white and blood yeah something like that black bloodier and whatever um bigger longer and uncut yeah I, I couldn't get through that just like the James Bond one. I couldn't um I couldn't uh get through that. Um I guess the the question for everybody given that we all read a lot, like what is our pick of the week? And we can just get started to uh, talk about our our faves. 
Well, mine is world's finest. Uh, it is. If you, if you didn't pick it, I was going to pick it. So <laughs> uh, I will, I'm going to change my answer. Let's okay, talk let's, about it. Yeah. Let's, let's do that. Mark Wade is putting in that work. Oh. Like, let's just say that off the bat. Like he, like he, somehow he's outdoing himself. Like, cause first of all, I love kingdom come. Um, even going back to, uh, the JSA run with, uh, Jeff Johns, that he did in like the the 2000s like yeah. i just love revisit revisiting that because that just feels like a really major like touchstone for for dc in this conversation about morality and like crossing the line but how mark wade like readdressed it in a very like refreshing kind of modern way with superman like he just understands these characters on such a cellular level that it just comes off of the page and it just reminds me why i love comic books so much so I, I, I'm one of my favorite comic books of all time is Kingdom Come. Mm -hmm. And this is something I've been saying for a long time. People, uh, like as a kid, teenager, junior higher, growing up, I was so upset that Watchmen was the only comic book on like the Times, not the Times, uh, time, yeah, Time Magazine's 100 best books of all time. So it was the only, it was the only comic on there, right? And I'm using comics specifically. I'm not saying graphic novel, whatever. It was Watchmen's a comic. It was a comic on it. It was only comic. Um, but uh, I always was like, what? They didn't read Kingdom Come? I used <laughs> to get so upset. The Kingdom Come wasn't talked about in the same breath. I love Kingdom Come. I love Kingdom Come also for multiple reasons. One is there's that age-old generational problem that Kingdom Come is about. But then they also add the layer of superheroes, specifically the Justice League and whatever, dealing with the incoming generation. But they're also doing a meta commentary on comic books at the time, where it is the 90s extreme comics. And is there a place for Superman, a living Superman, not the death of Superman, which also happened in the 90s? Like, can Superman really live in the 90s? Can he live in this new era? And so there's like extra meta commentary on meta commentary. I love Kingdom Come and like them revisiting it um, in this way, specifically Mark Wade, because he wrote the first one. I'm I I loved this issue and the way it ends. The, yeah, this this issue uh, has been my favorite of this little like arc that uh, and it's 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 honestly it's not often that the finale is the like the best issue of the arc, you know? Um, usually it's like right around, you know, the the uh, like the plot climax is going to be around, if this was five issues, it'd be around like issue three or four. And then we just deal with resolution in this last uh, book, um, which, I mean, I think that it, that does kind of happen. I don't think that the, the, necessarily the climax of the plot happens in this issue but i think that the resolution is really what what makes it yeah um yeah and you do you know like what exactly what ethan what you're talking about is like these this issue of morality um i think is very relevant again mm -hmm. um in terms of like what people want out of their heroes um which it's so weird that like, you know, like the, the, the conversation in the wider, in the bigger world, the conversation 
about like i mean extrajudicial killings and stuff like that is very different from what people want in their fiction but i think that superheroes in general are i mean they're supposed to kind of be stand-ins for morality they're morality tales you know right so like why is that the case where does that disconnect happen you know i as a batman fan people are constantly telling me that batman should just kill people like oh that's it's just more effective and it's just like i I loved the moment in this book where batman himself is just like that doesn't make you a hero that makes you a weapon yeah and you know like i i just i i think that's a, I, I don't know that's just such a, a a good way to put it yeah i like that the superman content in the past like couple years um they finally like they they know who superman is now yeah right yeah whether it's superman and lois whether it's my adventures with superman whether it's the comics and this new superman renaissance um I'm personally, I believe in James Gunn. Like, I think that, like, the movie, it's going to get Superman. It's not going to make Superman Star-Lord, you know? Though in an alternate universe, he could have the name Star-Lord, if you think about, you know, <laughs> Superman ruling the galaxy. Would, would also work. <laughs> you know? Um, but, like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm... The way this ends, though, also, like, I get, you know, spoiler, this whole thing is spoilers and whatnot, but, like, him hugging Magog, and, like, sometimes you just need to clean the slate a little bit with somebody, um, and that last splash panel of, of new heroes, old heroes, they're, like, there are characters that I'm, like, this is not an, uh, a legacy character. But mm-hmm. then there are characters that I'm like, oh, legacy character we've never seen before. Cool. Yeah. And Magog leading them. Like yeah. that's what we that's that's the 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 inspiration that Superman is. Yeah. And that's why that was so powerful, is because it's like Superman, his his greatest strength is his heart. It's very easy to say, like, oh, his super strength, his super speed, his heat vision, ice breath. But to me, it's his heart. And that's why I always connect to him and I get very offended-ish when people think that he's boring because he's not um and i just feel like because it takes so much strength to have a heart in a very cold world and i just you know as a kid going through what i went through feeling very isolated like i only had comic books like i won't go into my whole origin story but um i did not have a, a big group of friends that i could like hang out with and talk to so guess what i had teen titans i had batman i had wonder woman i had superman so it's like, I tend to take this very seriously. And that gave me hope during a very dark time. So with Superman, like dealing with death and killing in such a visceral way and not allowing his own kind of altruism to cloud his his sense of forgiveness was just very inspi- inspiring. And to me, that is the essence of what Superman is because like a hug from Superman and I understand from Superman would be like the greatest gift ever. So the fact that he did that for Magog was just powerful. Yeah. I, yeah, it's just, it was a good ending. I don't know. Like, I didn't think this story needed to be told. Like in the beginning, I was just like, what is the point of going back? But (laughs) I'm cool with it. 
I like it. <laughs> yeah, I can't I, win I, you over. I don't think I, you know, I'm very much a person who, like, I don't think any story needs to be told, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that, like, every story has the potential to be good. Like, every story has potential. Whether or not mm-hmm. the creator reaches that potential is a whole other story, you know? Um, so, like, I when when I see them kind of revisiting things, um, there is kind of the part of me that'll be kind of like, oh, man, do like, do we need to do this again? Especially because I know that, like, some of the Kingdom Come revisits in the past haven't been very well received um yeah i think a lot of it is that the the i mean i think the reason why this one works is because it, it was kind of a secret at first like it just it it they did not reveal that they were revisiting this until mm-hmm. you know the story got there um but yeah i mean like you know it, it, there is a part of me that's kind of just like oh gosh do we need to do this again but then like I'm very quick to throw that out and just be like, okay, they're telling this story whether I want them to or not. So let's look for what, let's look for the, the, the for it to reach that potential, you know? Yeah. And I, I think this one did. As a reader, yeah. we, on, we only have one way to show people that we, or I mean, maybe two ways, I guess, that a story shouldn't be told. One is don't buy it or no. give it a bad review. That's the only thing, right? Yeah, like the true power comes in editorial choosing to push the for- story forward or not, but it, unless you're an editor, then hey, we're along for the ride. It's already been created. <laughs> what can you do? You know, maybe I'm oversimplifying it, but I, I, I think that's exactly it. I mean, that's that's a better. I think that's a shorter way of saying what I said, <laughs> a more efficient way of saying what I said. Um, yeah, uh, Diamond Super World's Finest. I would have, I would have picked this one as, as, as my pick of the week, but now I can't. And that's, that's okay. Um, now for the sake of the show, for the sake of the show, I, I'm, I'm going to pick another one because there's, there's a lot to pick from. Um, Drew, do you have one or do you? Yeah, it's a uh, to... Superman and Batman World's Fine. I'm just kidding. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, my, my, uh, pick um was almost i'm gonna tell you what it almost was which is kind of surprising for me like if you've you 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 we we, we talked a bunch you know me yeah. my pick was almost ultimate spider-man okay uh, but then i read the six fingers uh, okay it was that good the six fingers okay do you know do you know anything about this book at all no okay uh I think even if I didn't think the six fingers was as good as I wanted it to be, which it is, um, what it's doing, I think is very exciting. Okay. So by that, let me let me explain what that is. Uh, the six fingers is a parallel story to another book that Image is publishing called The One Hand. Um, the One Hand, number one, already came out. It's written by Ram V and the one hand is about, uh, it takes place in like a, uh, like a Blade Runner style, like neo-noir, uh, city. And it's about this, uh, you know, detective who is just about to retire. And then he gets that one case, you know, that, that keeps him from doing it. Yeah. Um, and it's about uh, it's about a serial killer 
um, who he has put away twice already. So like he put him away one time and then somebody else started committing those same murders and maybe he got the wrong guy. So he found that person and put them away. And now there's another person doing very specific crimes in the same way. So he's just like, I may have been wrong two times in a row. I got to find this person. Yeah. And the way that he knows that it's the same person is because of a bloody handprint uh, that he's found at the at the uh, the scene of the crime with six fingers on it. The six fingers. Yeah. Is written by Dan Waters. And it's the serial killer. Okay. So mm. they have these two stories working in tandem with each other, being published in their own series, but you're getting like both sides of the story. Yeah. Um, it's really cool. Uh, they both have like their own identity, but they're interconnected. And mm. I absolutely love it. Okay. Very intriguing. It's, it's awesome. It's like, it reminds me a lot of um, like, you know the concept of it did you ever did either of you ever read um gotham central yes so like gotham central was co-written by greg rucka and ed brubaker Mm -hmm. um but the way that they did it is that they weren't each like they kind of plotted it together i'm sure but they weren't each writing like they took turns based on which shift it was Um, oh one of them i didn't catch that one of them wrote the GCPD day shift and one of them wrote the night shift. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who did what, but that was the way they structured it. Um, and so this is kind of like that, except it's, you know, the killer and the guy trying to find him. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> there's really, there's, I mean, I'm sure that there's going to be more mystery to it than just, this is the killer. This is the guy trying to find him. Um, because it just feels like it's being set up to kind of to to throw off the audience mm-hmm. but as of right now we have one issue of each we're following this detective we're following this guy who he's looking for in in their own separate series it's a very fascinating way to tell a story i like the like the dual perspective yeah i think it's I, it's it's so cool um and the art is killer like I'm, I'm not. I mean, I'm not trying to make a pun there. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the art is by um, uh, Sumit Kumar. Hmm. Um, colors by Lee Luffridge, who did like Deadly Class. So it's like very, um, very interesting use of color. Mm-hmm. But wow. yeah, I mean, it's like it's got everything that I want in a book. Um, it's a really interesting mystery. It's got that kind of like noir feel to it. Um, the art is very like, even when it's just people talking, like the art really pops. Um, I'm a sucker for like really good uses of color. Uh, the, 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 the futuristic setting is cool. Um, the characters are interesting. I mean, it's just it's it's fantastic i have to check that out yeah they're they're the the i hate to call it a gimmick 
but it's the narrative device that they're I mean, using. It is me. it is a gimmick, you know. But I mean, it's not like a cash grab gimmick, I guess, in the sense, right? Like it's not. Uh, it's interesting. It's only a matter of time till a, a movie does this, or, or ha- like oh. does maybe even does this story or uses the device. I, I tell you what, uh, they announced it's not a crime story, but they announced movies that are doing this this week. Uh, Wait, what? Sam Mendes. Oh, you're no, yeah. I was about to bring up the Beatles movie. The Beatles. Sam, okay. Yeah, Sam Mendes is doing. I was about to bring that up. In my, interconnected yeah. Beatles movies. It's so like the Beatles verse. Yeah, <laughs> like they're the <laughs> Avengers. Like. <laughs> it's like they each get their so like but they're not solo necessarily it's just he he did say that they were going to like you would not s- origin stories right he, he said he did say that there were going to be moments that you would see from different perspectives in the different like the similar moments happening in different from different perspectives in the different movies which is a cool idea uh, i don't want i'm i'm not interested but also i'm not going to miss out I am incredibly interested because I love the Beatles and I really like Sam Mendes a lot. The Beatles are cool. I just don't know whether I want to watch four movies about the Beatles, but now I can't. I can't not watch it. That's the problem. You got me hooked. Like Sam Mendes has yet to miss for me. So I feel like I, based on the faith of that, I feel like I have to see this. You know how bad it makes me feel? To know that, like, American Beauty is one of my favorite movies of all time. Like, given what that movie is about. Is that Sam Mendes? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I actually rewatched that, like, last month. And that was the first time that I rewatched it since I was, like, 10 or so. Um, I watched a lot of things when I was young. Um, That, yeah. The the writing, the cinematography, it's a perfect movie. And then, of course... uh, you have like the the weird dark shadow hanging over it of like yeah Kevin Spacey yeah being yeah. attracted to an underage person in the movie yeah mm. yeah uh, so I've seen Skyfall I've seen Spectre I've seen um, I never saw Road to Perdition but I read the comic um, and then he did eight uh, 1917. 1917, yeah um I haven't seen all the things that he's done. But everything that you have seen from him, you're like, oh, wow, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Spectre wasn't right. that good. But it was, I don't think it's his fault. <laughs> uh, honestly, Spectre is the one of the only movies I've ever fallen asleep in the theater during. But Yeah, that's fair. It's the only Daniel Craig Bond movie I've ever seen. Anyway, Six Fingers. <laughs> it's really good. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to throw things for a loop here. Um, mostly because world's finest. <laughs> because world's finest got taken, and it's not <laughs> to say that that isn't my number one pick. Let's just say that is my number one pick for the sake of this episode. My number one pick is not a DC comic or a Marvel comic this week. I think I had a lot of joy reading the Holy Roller Four, mm. and I it's been ramping up because it started off good. But, like, I think my enjoyment of it has been ramping up with each subsequent issue. And I th- and it did something in this issue that made me feel sad, which also 
it, it, it spotlights the writer and the artist with this, right? Writers. Um, writers. It has yeah. three writers. Andy Samberg, <laughs> Andy Samberg, Rick Remender, and Joe Troman. Yeah. Wow. Joe and... Troman, the guitarist of Fallout Boy. <laughs> That's the weirdest part about it. So See, this is yeah. a triumvirate comic book. Pretty much, yeah. I don't well, know how they're really... I don't know how the three of them are writing it, but I have I, it's gotta be like two of them kind of spitting ideas because it does feel like a Rick Remender book. He's he like he's even like doing the letters column in the back. So like mm. it's gotta be a lot of him. Yeah. Um you but I mean like one? the character Three? I did, yeah. Yeah. The the character is definitely Andy Samberg. Well, like, it, especially in this issue. It makes him Yeah, look he looks more like Andy Samberg in this issue than he has in any of the other ones. Yeah. Like like back when Brian Hitch did the Ultimates and he made everybody look like a celebrity, <laughs> like like Thor looked like Brad Pitt. And this is before like the MCU, you know? So like Brian Hitch in his own mind was casting yeah, the Avengers through his own art in the Ultimates, and that's where we got Samuel L. Jackson, Nick Fury, because before then, Ultimate Nick Fury looked different in Ultimate X Men when he was first introduced in Ultimate X Men. I'm gonna say issue number seven, because it's the first issue of the second story arc. I think it was issue seven. Um, but the point being is, uh, uh, this book, the story being. A man, uh, you know, a man comes back to town, realizes town has been taken over by neo-Nazis, white supremacists, uh, white nationalists, as they call themselves in this book, you know. But they, there are, uh, I believe there are swastikas and, and things involved, but um, point being. Are I don't there... think that they're using actual swastikas, but it's are definitely not... like something, it's like, there's like an armband that's like a stand-in for a swastika. Oh, okay, yeah, I see the cover here, yeah, yeah. Um but like but it's comedic at the same time it's yeah it's because it's showing I, how dumb they are i think in the first the first time we did this and like the the, the first time i talked about holy roller on on and that uh, convinced me to read it by the way so i think i yeah. think that like i described it and i was just like midway through the book i was kind of midway midway through the first issue i was just like okay like this is cool but I'm not, it's not connecting with me until something in it made me realize, oh, this is the same tone as Hot Rod. Yeah. And and, and then that, and then for, from there it worked. I So I don't agree that it's the same tone as Hot Rod because I would say that this book has the comedy through the characters as opposed to like a parody sort of situation. I I, I get, I, I get what you mean. Like and the eccentricities I... of the characters are comedic as opposed to like, something it's not like you know what i mean by that is not like it's not melodramatic yeah like it's very like the tone of andy samberg like the character in this book to me it sounds like his character from like hot rod or even like brooklyn 99 yeah like when he talks not just because that's his voice but just because like like the inflection the kind of like quicker talking that he does in that to sell the jokes you know like that's that's what i'm getting from it yeah the part in this book that made me sad because it also made me sad in a previous issue and and i don't know why i'm feeling sad because the guy deserved it but like 
so the 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 guy who runs the town his son just does whatever he wants and so he essentially comes over to kill uh the main character but he gets his brain bashed in by a bowling ball was it a bowling ball at that point and he is left severely disabled um and all he can say is pudding and so he's in like in the previous issue he's in the 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 hospital his dad who is a horrible person comes in to hear what his son has to say like who did this to you and he's like pudding and like okay like that was bad enough but then we get to this issue where like they're having like a white nationalist party like a dinner party in this rich guy's mansion and like the character says pudding and like the dad like stuffs cake in his face he takes the guy the son out and he throws him into the mud and the son is crying it's it it's a lot why because i mean the guy's a, a horrible person like why should i feel bad for this character who also I, is, I, ju- is just ink and text right like i think that the the book is kind of like i mean from what i got what i got from that panel and i you know i went back and looked at it just now to kind of confirm that is that i think that like the like the main character the andy sandberg character yeah who, whose name i can't remember off the top of my head yeah um like i think that he even is kind of like feeling it when he see when he witnesses that this happen yeah because he's standing um, on the rooftop he's, um he, like he's getting kicked out of his family you know and i you know i i mean i guess that needs to happen to show that you know there's kind of like the the you know the latent message there that like white supremacists will turn on their own as soon as they're on their they feel you're unneeded yeah or a um, bad image yeah yeah um which is i mean that's that's uh probably true <laughs> yeah it's a sad it's just a sad scene and again why should i care but also it's just that, yeah. but in a good way, like the, they make it work in this book. So, you know, good on them. It, yeah. I mean, the, 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 there, there was the risk just because of the subject matter and also because of like the, the less serious tone, there was the risk of just making them like cartoony villains. And yeah. in some cases, I mean, they, they kind of are. Yeah. Um. But I think that this is adding a little bit of like, a little bit of extra dimension to this one particular character, which yeah. I, I mean, regardless of subject matter, I do think that just makes for a in- more interesting story. Yeah. Um. Good on you, Drew, for 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 pointing me to this book. So that's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for. That's uh, that's all. That's all I need from Comic Talk. Just tell me what. <laughs> tell me what else to read. That's that's yeah. that's why that's why uh, Andy Samberg pays me. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um Brooklyn nine nine streaming on uh Peacock, I think. I don't know. <laughs> Paramount? I don't know what it's on. Hulu Hulu for I, I would I believe. I don't know. It was a Fox show and then it wasn't. I don't remember. I think it's on Hulu. Okay. Um let let's talk about the books that we, we overlapped on and then we can talk about the the other the books that we didn't overlap on. Um uh Superman eleven. Did we all read Superman eleven? 
Right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, I liked this one a lot. But like, did you guys? I enjoyed it. I don't think that I liked it as much as the previous one because I really enjoyed that Marilyn Moon Moonlight story. That's right. Um, this this one was good. I I do feel like a lot of things like happened um, with with Doctor Farm and the action was really exciting. It was a very like fast paced book, which I think was really good. Like I feel like last week was a bit kind of on the more docile side, but this one definitely had like an electric energy to it. So definitely wasn't bad at all i think it was a really strong entry wasn't my favorite necessarily but i did like it i like i like the different kryptonite claws that dr farm has mm -hmm. also is dr farm supposed to look like um franken um what's uh rocky horror what's the frankenfurter dr frankenfurter dr farm yeah. looks like dr frankenfurter and dr farm's brother looks like a Morden Joe or whatever his name is from <laughs> okay yeah from um Mad, Mad Max from Mad Max Fury Road and I'm like I never noticed before but I think you're right <laughs> is that on purpose like what's the Maybe. link there <laughs> it's a commentary is it yes okay sorry <laughs> I also don't know what that one guy's powers are what's his powers not Doctor Farm but the other guy. Um, he can, uh, he can fly. Um, he's super strong. Uh, he has heat vision. Really, uh, he's, he's immune to most things except kryptonite. Are you, no, not that guy. <laughs> <laughs> the other guy, the, the Amorden Joe or whatever guy, looking guy. Not Superman. Yeah, what's Superman's whole deal anyway, you know? <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, do you guys like the intro, like the, the reintroduction of Lena Luthor? I do. I, I, I didn't know it was a reintroduction. Um, this is a. I mean, she's a character. I there. She's a character that I'm just not familiar with. So, for me, this is like this is the first time. Yeah, I know more about Lena from like the Supergirl TV series. I don't know too much about her comic book canon history, uh, but I am f fascinated with like. Uh, DC families even if it relates to villains and I'm just curious about how this dynamic works like with the her grandmother Leticia who's like Lex Luthor's uh, mother and like she seems like kind of conniving and as you would assume a Luthor to be um, so I really want to see how that dynamic works because I'm still kind of getting introduced to these characters yeah I mean, different adaptations will do it different ways. And obviously through the multiple reboots of DC, it is surprising when people from a pre-reboot are reintroduced because then you're like, oh, they, I remember them. I didn't mm -hmm. remember, I didn't realize they still existed. So Lena Luther was, and the only reason I know this is um, I had the Superman encyclopedia as a kid. So I have, mm -hmm. and I still do. I, I have the Superman Encyclopedia, Spider-Man, X-Men, Batman, Justice League. And I think that was it. Anyway, the point being is they were like DK encyclopedias. In it was, because I got it in like 2001. In it was, there was like a Y2K storyline where Brainiac was coming in to like take over. And like Lex essentially like sacrificed Lena to Brainiac. So that's mm -hmm. why she has the Brainiac symbol on their head. And like... I forget what happens. I just remember reading the encyclopedia entry. And so, okay. um, 
that a lot of my knowledge from before I actually started reading reading comics is from those encyclopedias. Like hmm. from all those storylines that like I didn't grow up reading. I just yeah. read the encyclopedias for it. Um, by the way, those are great gifts to get to kids if you don't know specifically what they like in comics. So I got my cousin the DC, the new DC encyclopedia, which is like mm -hmm. a thick book. I got that to him for his birthday. And so I've yet to touch base with him and see like, I want to see who he's interested in. So then I can get him comics on that. Yeah. Yeah. Those are very useful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I liked I liked this issue. I don't know if there's anything more to say. Um Superman gets red kryptonited. You know, that's kind of cool. I th I thought that was a I, I thought that was a cool moment. Uh, specifically, the Lex being like, "You don't want Superman to be angry." Yeah, it's like Superman's not just angry at me. But you got to think about what you got to think about what you're doing here. <laughs> yeah, you think you you think you can manipulate and like angry that's, that's something. <laughs> what were you saying? And, and that's actually something that I feel like doesn't get addressed often, but I really like when it's done right. And I kind of actually go back to Justice League Unlimited because I feel like Superman at that point, he kind of like reached his like tipping point when it comes to like Lex Luthor specifically. I just remember that that one episode where like Lex built this whole like town and Superman is like very par paranoid about it. He doesn't trust him. He's just like his number one hater. He's just like, he's up to something. I I, I know it. And I really enjoy like when Superman like unleashes, not in like a, you know, injustice way, but yeah. like in a, no, I know that this person is wrong and I am right. I've been through this 8 billion times, so I'm going to act. And so even though that's not what this was specifically because it was like red kryptonite induced, but it still had that flavor of just like Superman unleashing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. I also like the fact that he didn't kill anyone. You know, we yes. didn't, we didn't have to take back something. You know, uh, these issues. I feel mm -hmm. like th this current run of Superman isn't about angst. Like Superman isn't angsty, so don't write him angsty. So don't have him kill someone and then regret it. Or like, like I don't know. Maybe we've seen that story too much. But like, we don't need Superman of all characters to be angsty. You yeah. know. Um, that's your man wonder woman number six um also yeah this was just a big dc uh week but wonder woman number six came out did we all read that one I did. yes i did are we all are we all fans of this current run you know I'm interested it it piques my my interest i'm very fascinated by it more so i will daniel sampier's art blows my mind like yeah. i i know th this is random and even in this last issue like diana's casual wear in her like sneakers and her jacket mm. i know this is random to talk about but i'm also like a, a fashion guy um i just love that because it just grounded her in such it, a seemingly subtle way but it mm. like that made her feel human ironically she's a demigoddess but just like even that small thing and how like relaxed that vibe was when she was talking to Steve Trevor like there's something about like bringing superhumans into like this down-to-earth like people that you could like walk up and talk to that I enjoy just as much as I enjoy when they're out in space fighting aliens but I just really wanted to give a shout out to the art because it is one of the most beautiful looking books on the stands right now 
Yeah, yeah I agree. I, I, I'm kind of, I'm with you in exactly that moment, what you were saying. Um, I found myself like really paying attention to the details of just what she was wearing in that scene down to like, like the cuffs in her jeans. Um, I mean, I, I, I think they're supposed to be jeans. They're like mm -hmm. kind of a, kind of a, a brighter, almost like khaki denim, but yeah, I mean, like her jeans are cuffed right above like the uh, uh, where her shoe is. Um, it felt the art felt mm -hmm. so lifelike in that moment. Um, like it looked like a mm -hmm. real it just it looked yeah. like a real person. Yeah. I mean, the art's beautiful. Yeah. And yeah. like. Yeah, you gotta with. Wonder Woman, it, it kind of sucks to say that like everything that like Superman is supposed to be is also attributed to Wonder Woman, except she also just has to be the most beautiful person. Um, and like, you know, that's just the way like her comics are. She's the best at everything. We don't necessarily need Superman to look glorious every single step. Uh, <laughs> but like Wonder Woman always does. And like, it's such an unattainable like standard, but like, I love Wonder Woman. Um, yeah. and I, it, one of my I, favorite things about reading this run so far has been kind of like revitalizing an interest in her. Yeah. Um, I, I really liked, um, pretty much since, uh, uh, what was, there was rebirth. And then after a while they started putting another banner at the top. Infinite were, frontier. Yes, that's what it. Yeah. Infinite Frontier to me is really when DC finally got back to like I I think uh yeah, yeah I, I, I I agree. I agree with you. Uh I but I think that Wonder Woman's Infinite Frontier run up until now was also really strong. Yeah. Um you know mm -hmm. like the the whole uh Norse mythology section, you know, like mm -hmm. that was a really cool idea um uh which was uh um oh who was writing that it was like michael conrad and um becky clunan becky clunan yeah uh yeah uh, working together to write that and it, it was <laughs> it was really cool but uh something about this new run is just like re-energizing my interest in wonder woman yeah um, well also it gets to sh nothing invigorates a comic book like a amazing artist drawing long forgotten villains yeah yeah i mean i yeah you uh, see with batman all the time right like a really good artist will like randomly bring in like calendar man or kite man kite man let's just say mm -hmm. kite man. his whole like his interestingly whole enough off. interestingly enough same writer <laughs> it's tom King. oh yeah yeah that's right um <laughs> yeah yeah, and I mean, I there you're you're right here. I, I, another thing that I was thinking as I was reading this book is just like, I know who some of these villains are, but there are some in here. Uh, who was the one? Um, I mean, like, by I the way, the whole the whole sneak attack aspect of this was so cool. Yeah, it was yes. Giganta, especially like that felt so cinematic to me. Yeah, so, like hands coming out of the ground the um who is it what's what's her name the silver something? silver swan silver, silver swan, swan. that's a character i didn't know at all um but 
I thought what what the structure of this run so far has been doing really cool stuff with like showing parallels between like parallel timelines, you know, like Diana as a kid or mm-hmm. Trinity as a kid um, or like Diana meeting with wonder girl and you know like her you know and then like showing those three things kind of near each other um or even down to this issue where she's being approached by grail yeah and it's like a similar pose they they're they're like um similar but opposite like their hair is flowing in the same way they're exactly the same like uh uh spacing on the panels you know like I'm such a sucker for yeah. it. And that, that's one of the reasons why I like Tom King so much is that just, you know, people don't, the, the biggest criticisms that people give of Tom King is that his dialogue is weird and his stories take too long to get started. I love the slow burns because I don't think he's wasting that page time. I think that he's doing interesting stuff with it. It's just not always like, it's not always action. It's yeah. not always, uh, you know, it's 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 like character stuff and um, really interesting comic craft stuff. Not comic craft, the lettering, but comic, the craft of making comics. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm such a, like, that. that's why I like him so much. Yeah. And maybe that's yeah. why I'm so jazzed on this Wonder Woman run is because it, you know, he's really turning up the tom king isms uh yeah. without yeah. without making wonder woman like depressed yeah um oh even were you gonna say something before we move on oh no 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 okay. no i'm good um again big 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 week for dc nightwing 111 this is a good issue yeah yeah that was good i enjoy it whenever there's parallels <clears throat> And like with uh, Dick Grayson and, you know, Haley Circus and kind of his origin with that, but how that kind of also like mirrors Bruce Wayne's as well. And just kind of like this repeating symmetrical kind of like orphan story and how they both like approach it and how I just enjoy like thoughtful reactions to Bruce Wayne in terms of just like him understanding that like Nightwing should be the one to speak with the boy because Batman was like the kid was afraid of him so it's like him having that like forethought like I just enjoyed when like Batman is taken more seriously because he's been written before as kind of just like very like narrow sided like this is the way it has to be very hard which is fun too I'm I'm not gonna lie it causes lots of like drama but also at this point it's like he has the Bat family and so he knows how to react to different kinds of people so I just enjoy like revisiting the past in creative ways. Yeah. I, yeah. That uh, since you mentioned like the, you know, the, the parallels and the, the symmetry of it, that one page where it mm-hmm. just says like, you know, it shows the different, different times. Um, you know, it's like uh, Bruce as a kid, uh, Alfred, like Bruce as a kid, when his parents are shot, Alfred mm-hmm. looking on, then uh, Dick as a kid when his parents are killed, 
and Bruce looking on. And in every single one of those panels, the only caption just says, there's a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that that was really effective. Yeah. And then, you uh, know, yeah, same. I love that stuff. And like, I have to give credit to uh, the economy of words, because I just feel like um, Tom Taylor is able to say so much with so little. And mm-hmm. that's what really impresses me with this specific book. I feel like this might be my favorite issue of Nightwing in a while. Um, it, this is definitely just because fine. of how, yeah, just because it's it was so impactful. It did the thing that I enjoy so much, which is like looking into the past, but how it like affects the future. And as you mentioned, kind of that like reflection between all these different uh, orphans who share that similar bond it's a it's a tragic one but it's also just very effective yeah something that i wanted to point out before we move on to another one uh just for the sake of time well uh, we're gonna like really speed things up but i like the idea that like bruce wayne you're not the only orphan in gotham like you're not there's a <laughs> lot of orphans in gotham and it's because gotham is so bad right like there are a lot of orphans a kid who doesn't die loses their family like if if you know, if you're not dead, your family's dead, right? And like the mm-hmm. Batman, and I, I, I've I've seen the Batman twice, and I saw many new things the second time around. Like the Riddler and Bruce Wayne are both orphans, and but they grew up. One had privilege and one didn't, and that was like that was the difference. <laughs> yeah, that was also yeah. that's also, and I love pointing this out. Bruce Wayne, Batman, would not have been able to solve the final mystery, the final piece of the puzzle, because he didn't know what a carpet tool was. Mm -hmm. He didn't know because he grew up in privilege. Mm -hmm. So any amount of trivia that he knows, any amount of knowledge just doesn't, he didn't grow up like that, like the Riddler did. And like Officer Martinez did, who told him what the tool was. Mm -hmm. Like Officer Martinez was the final piece of the puzzle. And so... I love that in the Batman. Anyway, that's just a side thing. Um, Daredevil (laughs) number six. I didn't read it. Yes. Um, So this, so this one I did enjoy more than the previous one. I feel like that's like a common theme. So this was a good week for comics, apparently. Um, Just because this was Doctor Strange's appearance and he just fit in to this story a bit better than She-Hulk did in the previous one, because, you know, this is dealing with hell and the seven sins kind of manifesting and so this is like dr strange's area he thrives in this and so his entry was a little less jarring with the story and matt murdoch like he's also a priest and he's dealing with like a lot of like catholic guilt and i just really enjoy this that dichotomy between his personal life as a priest and like his religious uh, work versus his night job where he is the daredevil it's this like polar opposite like juxtaposition that that just draws me in and so I, I feel like this issue did that better than the previous one that I read and then also he goes into hell and and, and we actually get answers some people said that it was underwhelming because the whole thing is that when he came back from hell it's like he was um, chased by demons and like they didn't know why like why the seven sins are like following him. And so apparently when he like returned from hell, they came back with him. So we get answers to Daredevil issue number six. And yeah, just overall the, the art, the composition of the art is is beautiful. And the characters were very effective. Dr. Strange worked for me. 
the only kind of negative-ish thing towards the end is because like Wolverine pops up <laughs> and it just kind of feels like a superhero of the month type of book. And it's like, if you want to do a world's finest, like I'd be totally like game for that, but I really want to like be in Matt Murdock's world. Um, so that's kind of my only kind of like issue with it. Um, but overall, this was a very good read and I enjoyed it more than issue five. Cool. Issue five had She-Hulk. This one has Wolverine right at the end. I like, I, I want Wolverine's sin not to be anger. Like mm. the sin that takes over him. I would rat like be mm -hmm. a little, uh, I feel like it's not going to be anger. I feel like it's going to be something else. They're going to blindside us with a different sloth. sin. <laughs> They've already had sloth. They sloth. already had sloth. Yeah, they already yeah, had yeah. gluttony. <laughs> And I forget what the other one was that they had, but um, they've already had those three. I think it was Envy. I, I don't know. I don't recall. It might be Envy. Okay. It would be crazy if it was Envy. I can imagine a Wolverine taken mm. over by Envy for Daredevil, and he keeps stabbing his eyes out. Oh, wow. <laughs> that, that's hard. <laughs> I, I mean, that's, that's, that's It's crazy. It's crazy. I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm throwing out, like... What, what something that could happen would, would his eyes grow back from yeah. his regeneration abilities yeah okay but okay like, well then go for it yeah yeah, yeah. i had i had to i had to uh uh refresh myself on the seven deadly sins but it's probably going to be wrath that's why i'm saying like that'd be like easy. Wrath. that'd be I'm like 99 sure it's wrath maybe well, it's maybe it's hubris they did uh they did uh they did um gluttony with she-hulk yeah, in a in a non She Hulk way, they just kept going out and eating, like, and that was the I, issue where I, the food I, I looked really that. good. Yeah, yeah, I would take She Hulk out on multiple dates. We would eat all over town if I could. Mm. Um, um, I'm not. I'm tall women do not scare me. Green mm. women, green women do not scare me. That's good. You yeah. sound like a perfect match there. <laughs> just like Captain Kirk. Uh, green women do not scare. <laughs> um, uh, let's 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 move through this real real quick. James Bond number two. I read James Bond number one. James Bond number two. Just something about the format of it. It couldn't yeah, hold my I interest. Mean, I I the, the only reason why I'm really reading it is because Garth Ennis is writing it, and yeah. I wanted to see what he would do with the character. I mean, that's it. Yeah, uh, it's fine. Number one was just so much better than number two. That's all. I know. Um, Green Lantern War Journal number six. Good issue. Okay. I've fallen off of it and I need to catch back up. Good issue. Okay. Okay. Batman yeah. 144. The... Oh, did you read that one? I know. I, I read the first issue of, of War Journal and I was surprisingly happy because I'm kind of particular about how Jon Stewart is depicted. So sometimes I don't always go for it, but I was surprised by how much I liked it. So I'm going to keep on it. Do you like military John Stewart better or do you like the architect John Stewart better? Because now they're trying to merge they've merged the two and like, you know, they're trying to streamline who John Stewart is. Yeah. So I I prefer the architect and I also prefer when his uh Green Lantern Ring creations are more elaborate in that way. Not to say that like you know, the military isn't there, but I feel like it's just a very easy, like, go-to. 
And I just enjoy when like his intelligence is put on display. This is also a side note, but um, UV Lantern, uh, Green Lantern, John Stewart needs to come back. He was in the uh, Justice League run with Scott Snyder and Jorge Jimenez and his suit was dope. The concept was dope. We didn't get enough of it. That's a side tangent. But yes, yeah, so um, I do prefer when Jon Stewart is more of the architect just because I enjoy how like people's like work jobs relate to their like superhero jobs. And architect is just, to me, just a very fascinating angle to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, Batman 144 is the Joker, Joker year, year one, year part, one three. part three. Um, yeah, it's the, the penultimate issue of the of the year one uh, uh, thing. I like this issue actually. It's it's all right. I I I, I mean this. Uh, um, I don't know. I I'm I'm interested in it. I love uh, Andres Sorrentino's art. Um, so I'm always pretty excited about that. Um, the one thing that stood out to me. Um, in the flashback section, like the actual year one portion, uh, there's like a dirty cop who brings in some criminals uh, that he's busted with drugs, and then they end up being members of the the Red Hood gang. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, Greg Capullo and Scott Snyder. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you look at <laughs> it. Okay. Is he buff? Is Greg Capullo super buff? Capullo's buff. He's got the he's got the sunglasses and the mustache. Snyder's got the <laughs> the eyebrow. Okay, I don't know whether I know what Scott Snyder looks like, but okay. Um, I uh yeah, I like this issue. We're gonna go do ten second. We got to do ten second reviews going forward. Ultimate Spider Man number two. I thought it was cool. The art is amazing. Not much happened. I I really liked it. Um, I don't read a lot of Spider Man. But uh, I've been drawn to this because it's a new Hickman book um, that I could jump on really easily. Um, and I've really liked the character work in it. Yeah, it's 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 really about character. I think this one works well. I thought that Ultimate Black Panther worked well, but uh, I'm, I'm afraid for the Ultimates. I don't know whether I want more. I don't need to explore this world. I don't. <laughs> I like these titles. I just don't know whether this, this timeline needs exploring. It's not that interesting to me. I like these books, but the world, I don't know. Anyway, uh, John Constantine, Hellblazer, Dead in America, number two. Um, liked it. It's working in it's working in Swamp Thing, which mm -hmm. is always exciting for me. Um, I thought this that this I I think that this is good. Um, it is uh, it's doing some cool stuff. Yeah. Okay. All art, right. Really cool art. Oh. Uh, Story's interesting. Uh, John Constantine is a jerk, like as you expect him to be. Of course. <laughs> it's good. All right. Um, I'm going to get into the last couple books that I read that you guys didn't read. X-Force 49 um, has created sort of a backdoor beast. Uh, backdoor beast sounds like that's... that's <laughs> That's, that's a different thing. That's uh but sounds like a that sounds like a doors song. Yeah, let's say that. Um <laughs> but uh uh no it, it's a, essentially a younger backup of Beast's mind put into a new body and uh he cries and it's sad. It's just a simpler, more innocent beast before he became a weird like scientist bad guy. So they've given us an out for this dark beast rise of the powers of x number two 
super cool, great art. This was almost my pick of the week, but I also tend to do X-Men titles as pick of the week. So, you know, um, this one uh, actually pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Gardens of Galaxy Annual. Uh, it ends well. I still don't understand what happened with this whole run. This ends this current run. So, like, I don't know what they did, but they brought a lot of people back from the dead. Like, it was just like they weren't dead to begin with. And so, okay. I don't understand how. I don't understand. Justice League versus Godzilla versus Kong. Okay. Uh, Gorilla Grodd makes, uh, telepathically makes Supergirl punch King Kong in the face. Um, there's some cool moments. Uh, I can't complain, but I'm also like, I'm not recommending this to anyone just yet. We'll see how it how it yeah. works. Uh, Cobra Commander 2 was from Image Comics. Uh, better than Cobra Commander issue 1. I didn't like issue 1. Uh, issue 2 was more of a um, down-to-earth sort of story. And it introduced some new villains that I thought were like kind of cool. Like Hick. Hick killers that are also like, I don't know, pretty good at what they do. Um, Spider-Boy number four. This one was actually also good too. I like the Spider-Boy title and not everybody agrees with me, but, um, I like this character. He is sad though. And I want him to find his mom. That's just kind of, um, and then edge of Spider-Verse number one, the another edge of Spider-Verse. There's so many edge of Spider-Verses and like this one, it's fine. It's just a Peter Parker that went into the weapon X program. That's it. Like, okay. And then Predator Last Hunt, uh, number one. Uh, it was whatever. I don't know what to say about Predator Last Hunt. If you like it, you like it, you don't know. I forgot to mention that I did read Titans number eight, and uh, I did like this issue of, of Titans. Um, I'm always going to like Titans. And the public is afraid of Beast Boy and because of the events of uh, Beast World. And the, the public is also unsure about the Titans. And I like that. That's interesting. We'll see where it goes from there. Um, that's pretty yeah. much it. Was that everything that everybody read? Yep. Yep. That was all it. right. All right. Um, I'm glad that we got through it all. Uh, before we get going, I want to thank you both so much for uh, being here, uh, taking time out of your day to be here on this show. Before we get going, though, where can we find you? What do you got coming up? Anything you want to plug? Drew. I'll let you go first. Uh, I got, uh, let's see. You can find me on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, uh, all same name, Drew Deficit, throw that X in the middle. Uh, in terms of uh, what I got coming up, um, we are about to hit the one year anniversary of the release of Justice League Cosmic Chaos, uh, mm. which is the video game that I wrote. Uh, I'm thinking about doing um, some uh, kind of like um, play along, uh, writers commentaries of it. I did that when it came out and I yeah. kind of only did one. Um, I, I, I kind of want to do some more. Um, other than that, uh, I am working on a super secret writing project that I'm very excited about. Nice. Nice. Uh, that, uh, I can't tell you about, unfortunately, but, uh, uh, it makes me very happy and I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be able to tell people about it. Awesome. Can't wait to uh, to hear more about it. So thank you. Uh, Ethan, where can we find you? What do you got coming up? Anything you want to plug? Yep, yep. So I am on TikTok, Twitter, Insta. Find your boy at Virgo Blade. Nothing going on that I can really talk about right now. It's still in very like 
early stages, but when I can tell you, I shall. Awesome. Um, me personally, things that are coming up for me, uh, you can find me at this is Dimitri. If you want to find me on my personal stuff, um, I, uh, I'm going to Emerald city comic-con next week. Uh, then I got some work stuff, but that's beside the point. Uh, WonderCon in Anaheim is the end of March and the end of April is Chicago C2E2. I'm going to be at all of those. Um, and I'm going to be on a game show, April 23rd person plays her thing. On Fox, you got to check your local listings to figure out what time that show comes on. Cool. Most of the time, it's the afternoon block. But if it's not an afternoon block, it's like a 1 a.m. show. Most of the time, it's an afternoon cool. game show block on Fox. Like over here, cool. we get it at 2 p.m. So April 23rd, um, check me out on Person, Place, or Thing. Uh, it's a fun show, you know. Um, you'll see me on there. Uh, other than that, that's pretty much it. Thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Thank you, everybody out there, for watching. Modern Merlin who used to be that one wizard kid. It's the same person. Uh, thank you for being out there on our Twitch chat. If you're watching us live, you're watching us on twitch.tv slash thekeegshow or youtube.com slash thekeegshow or you listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Uh, we're on all of those. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok, our two biggest social media platforms, at The Keeg Show. We're also on Facebook, also on Twitter, also on Threads, at The Keeg Show, slash The Keeg Show. We're also on uh, our website at uh, thekeegshow.com. So, you know, check that out if you want to see some articles that we've been writing. Um, uh, that's pretty much it. This is Comic Talks, that show brought to you by The Keeg, where we go over different comics, uh, all the comics that came out this week. We also got our weekend show, The Keeg Talks. Um so definitely stay tuned with social media to figure out when the next episode of the Keeg Talks is. And then we also have State of X, which is our monthly mutant catch-up. We're talking about all things X-Men uh, for that month, once a month. Uh, that's pretty much it. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Thank you, everybody out there, for watching and or listening. Once again, I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira. And this has been another episode of Comic Talk for the week of February 22nd, 2024. Take care, everybody. Say bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Peace out. King.